If you're worried you're gonna fry like bacon in the French Riviera, never fear, there is so much to do. We take you to Antibes, Nice, and Cagnes-sur-Mer, and you won't bake in the process. And at the end of the video, we'll tell you what we paid for everything. Welcome back to Finding Jeanne where we share our lives as full-time travelers and the connections we make along the way. If you're new here, I'm Judy. And I'm Kevin. Our first stop is to Antibes, and it is a quick two-stop train ride from Cognes-sur-Mer. All along the French Riviera, the train covers most of the city, so it's really convenient if you want to jump back and forth between all of them. Once you get to Antibes, it was really nice to be able to walk along the harbor and see the sights, see all the very expensive yachts and things we could never afford to stay on or be on. You can imagine yourself owning one and or just sunbathing on one, whatever you like. Yeah. <laughs> you can also walk through the Marine Gate to the medieval city center. and stroll around the provincial market with all of its fresh produce, fish, flowers, and maybe even taste and bring back a few samples. One of our primary reasons to visit was to experience the Picasso Museum. Pay attention to the timing of your visit because it closes for an hour so you don't want to only have an hour to spend there and have to leave or anything like that. We didn't have a guide for our tour of the museum but there were plenty of explanations in English and French so it wasn't hard to look at the various exhibits and the paintings and figure out what they were. One of the things that I was surprised about was that so much of Picasso's work wasn't signed. Turns out he worried about the theft of his art, so he didn't sign all of it. If it's not that famous, why would anyone take it? <laughs> One of the things I thought was interesting was that the museum had sketches and paintings done on cardboard. And at a recent museum we were at, they mentioned that cardboard is really scary because your artwork can disappear in the wrong conditions very easily. But there's also a series of Picasso's ceramic work, which he considered his fine art. I didn't realize he had used that medium at all. There's also a beautiful outdoor garden with other non-Picasso works of art and also really peaceful views of the Mediterranean Sea. After we visited the museum, we also peeked into some side streets before meeting up at Cafe Milo with a friend who was also in town on business.
That would be our friend Bruce Dormany. He has a weekly column for Forbes where he talks about aerospace, astronomy, and astrophysics. We'll leave a link to his Forbes articles in the description below so you can read all his great stuff. One of the advantages of full-time travel is that we get to go to a lot of places where we might meet up with friends, and we have had that experience in multiple cities, which has been awesome. I really appreciate the chance to make these connections with people that we know, you know? If one of the drawbacks of full-time or extended travel is missing friends and family, let us know in the comments because we're thinking about doing a, an episode on that, and we'd like to know if that's something that's interesting to you. Before we headed back to Cognes Sumer, we took a stroll along the rampart walls and admired the beauty of this seaside town. And although we didn't get close enough to actually stand on them, the beaches here are sandy versus stony. We have an entire episode from Cognis, and you can catch it after this episode if you somehow missed it. It's linked in the description. Nice is one of the other cities on the French Riviera that's easy to get to by a train ride, just a couple stops away from us as well. It's a much more bustling, lively city than Cognis, which is a little bit more sleepy comparatively. Uh, so you can do a lot of people watching and it's just a very vibrant city, especially even compared to Antibes, which felt like you were walking into a medieval city. So it had a different vibe as well. And Nice also has a wonderful tram line that goes all the way down the center of the city. We didn't take it because we actually wanted to walk and see as much as we could while strolling through town towards the seashore. But because of that, we recommend that you wear really comfortable shoes because you'll do a lot of walking. It's a very sprawling city. True. <laughs> Our first stop was to the main square called Place Messina. It sits between Nice's old and new towns. You know, you're there because of the striking red and white buildings and the black and white checkered marble under your feet. In the center of it is the Fontaine du Soleil, which also is known as the Scandal of the Sun Fountain. We can't really talk about it here, but you can ask us in the comments and we can kind of give you an explanation if you really care to know. It was removed to a less conspicuous part of town until 2011, when it was restored back to the Place Messina. From here, you can see all the lovely side streets that lead down to the beautiful Mediterranean Sea and a backdrop of mountain views as well. One of the things I really wanted to do in coming to Nice was to visit the Matisse Museum. Unfortunately, it was undergoing renovations at the time, so we had to miss it. But that didn't stop us from heading down to the water and enjoying our stroll the Promenade d'Anglise. It's a five to seven mile promenade along the ocean, and it's filled with cyclists, joggers, strollers, and skateboarders. It's a bit like the Promenade in Cognos Sumer, but on steroids. <laughs> you can watch paragliders in the seawall, which is free entertainment. 
We stopped at Bistro di Lapra for a cocktail and an early dinner. We're not quite finished with Cogna Sumer. And if you are an impressionist art lover, you definitely need to check out the Musée Renoir. The museum is Pierre-Auguste Renoir's former home in Cognes-sur-Mer. He was already famous and successful at the time when this house was built in 1908. What struck us at first was how grand and stunning it was. The paintings are displayed on pedestals throughout the garden so you can see the exact landscape that inspired Renoir's paintings. Indoors, you'll be able to see 14 or more original paintings, including a famous one of his son Claude. And the museum contains over 200 pieces of various artwork altogether. Scattered around the home are artwork from other artists who Lenoir entertained as weekend or summer guests, including Matisse and Monet. They often use the home and garden as inspiration, and you can see it reflected in their paintings. The museum includes his studio with a window that allows great light to pour in. His atelier is set up with his wheelchair, original paint tubes, and easel. Renoir suffered from severe rheumatoid arthritis, which essentially crippled him. There's a black and white movie that streams on one of the walls showing Renoir painting in 1915. His fingers are curled into his palm, and he required someone to tie fabric on his hands to protect his fragile skin. And also to make sure that the brush stayed in his hand. Despite his affliction, painting was his therapy, and he painted until his last days when he passed away at 78 years old. And don't forget that there's more to see down in the basement. There's a series of sculptures that Renoir did in partnership with Richard Guino. Renoir couldn't mold the clay himself because of his arthritis, but he didn't allow it to stunt his creativity. Until they had a falling out, Renoir directed Guino's hands with his vision for the clay. I was really surprised that most of Renoir's art can be found in the Barnes Institute in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Turns out that Renoir tried to donate a large number of his works to France, but France didn't want them. Impressionist artists weren't well received by the French. Reluctantly, they took 38 pieces and continued to reject receiving more. When they finally came to their senses, it was too late because Barnes purchased them along with a significant number of Impressionist works by other famous artists. So if you want to see a bunch of Renoir paintings, don't bother going to France. Go to Philadelphia. Grimaldi Castle, which is at the apex of the medieval town Cognes-Sumer, is worth visiting if you happen to be in town. But remember, top of a hill means it's a very steep walk up, so you're better off taking the 44 bus, which we used for our um, Airbnb, which was close to the Grimaldi Castle. It's free and it runs several times a day, so there's no problem using it. But do use it. Yeah, it runs as frequently as maybe 15 minutes, every 15 minutes. Yeah, whenever they get through the traffic, get through the zigzags. Yeah, it's just on a loop, so, or a loop. <laughs> yeah, very wiggly loop. <laughs> the castle built in 1309 is new. It was built on the site of an earlier fortress occupied by the Greeks and then the Romans. It reminded me of when we were in Greece and they mentioned that new and ancient were relative terms. Yet, ancient meant as old as 1000 BC. So, new is really old. 
We have two episodes from our time in Greece that you might want to check out. We'll put links below in the description. Before your tour of the castle, bring along a headset and download the audio guide that will enrich your walkthrough of the castle. We'll link it in the description below. The first floor contains an olive museum, which was a little confusing when we first tried to figure out what we were looking at. It includes uh, how the olive trees were grown and all the equipment they used in making and storing olive oil. I think one of the downsides is that that portion of it is really only in French, so you just have to... No French. <laughs> <laughs> or just appreciate the elements for what they are. Okay, you can do that too. There are also paintings donated by Susie Solidar, a famous singer from the 1930s as well as various artworks inspired by the castle and its surrounding landscape. A small room where the Grimaldi family worshipped in the 17th century showcases the four virtues of justice, courage, temperance, and prudence. I was fascinated by the coat of arms and the multiple genealogical books of the Grimaldi family. The ceiling on this reception room that's beautiful and lavish is incorporating a Trump loyal. The incredible three-dimensional details are all an illusion. We found a lot of the same technique in Nice. In fact, interestingly enough, we also found the technique used in Genoa as well. And my favorite part of the castle, if you do nothing else, make sure you get to the rooftop and you'll be rewarded by some beautiful 360 views of Cagnes Sumer. You can see the entire city and all of the mountains and it's well worth the price of admission. So what did things cost? Round trip train ride to Antibes was a total of 11 euro 60 for both of us. The Picasso Museum was 16 euro for both of us. Lunch at Cafe Milo was 88.50 euro. And it included salads, two glasses of wine, and two cappuccinos. We highly recommend their Nichois salad. Meeting up with a friend in town, priceless. A round trip train to Nice was a total of 13 euro 20 for us both. And drinks at Bistro de la Pra were 12 euro a piece. My Caesar salad was 17 euro. And my duck was 25 euro for a total of 66 euro. Plan ahead and you can pay 8 euro per person to see both the Musée Renoir and Chateau Musée Grimaldi on the same day. So 16 euro for both of us. And you can also buy a French Riviera pass for 24, 48, and 72 hours and save even more. We'll include a link below. We would have loved to have spent more time in the French Riviera. There are so many little cities down along the way. We didn't get to go to Cannes. We didn't get to actually a couple of the smaller cities that people were bragging about, saying are beautiful scenes and great beaches. There's just a lot to see there that we probably could have dug out some more weeks of time and spent in the south of France. 
Well, it just gives us an excuse to go back. Please give us a like if you've enjoyed this episode, and we would love to have you subscribe and be part of our community. And check out FindingGenuary.com. There's great links there and some really cool stuff that Judy's written about our trips. There's also some new stuff coming along, so keep an eye out for it. Until next time. Until next time. This lavish reception... Forget the French, I can't speak English. This lavish reception... This lavish reception... This lavish... Lavish? This lavish reception room. I can't say it. I just can't say the words. The ceiling on this lavish reception room. Come on. That was you. I know. You don't have to laugh so hard at me. I can't say lavish reception room. It's a tongue twister. It's not my fault. <laughs> this is like take 20. Yeah, I, I can't say those words together. I'm not saying those words together. Take 21. Here we go. Ready? No. <laughs>